0: I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride. I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation. All I know is that first you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being, damn it. My life has value. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I want you to get up right now and go to the window, open it and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not gonna take this anymore.
1: Buddy, this is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. I didn't know what exactly what movie clip to use to describe what I'm seeing on TV, but you know what? I think that one from Network, from uh, I don't know, 40 years ago, is a classic. You know what? I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. It's just anger on TV. It's ugly. Watching, uh, watching the uh, the congressional baseball game last night, and I just go, you know what? I'm, I don't care if the Democrats won or the Republicans won It's really not that important because it's baseball you know the Republicans won the elections that's what's important and uh I flip over to m s n b c and it man that I can't believe there's so many idiots in this country. What's worse is I can't believe how there's so many idiots in this state you know what uh I hear uh, you know and I'm not even didn't even have this on my agenda today, but apparently our state assembly uh passed some bill saying that we're going to be a sanctuary state. Want to see property values go down in California? Just pass that through the Senate now and make us a sanctuary state. Essentially, what it, essentially, as I understand it, what it says is we're not allowed to spend any state money supporting the uh, uh, immigration customs enforcement. So if somebody gets arrested and they're illegal immigrants, we're not spending any money to keep them in jail till the ICE comes and gets them. So, uh, just say out to all the illegal immigrants, come to California, okay, so anyway, that's uh that's not even on my agenda today, but I had to say it because I just can't believe how mad and stupid people are in this state and in this country these days. but, you know, we have a we have a chance to turn around and we're gonna talk about that. We're going to talk about that for, I don't know, an hour here, And uh, but first let me introduce myself so you know who I am. I'm Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender based here in Southern California, offices all over the place, serving California and Arizona, soon to have some, some more states in there. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, you want to deal with someone that things like you call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 day or night toll free area code 855-640-2020 if you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone because you don't want me to know what your voice sounds like until after i say yeah you're fine then uh go to wccloans.com W C C S.com where we have all kinds of mortgage information uh if you want to get some if you want to uh, apply apply for a loan or get some more information go to uh, the loan center click on apply now and uh then give me as much information as you want me to have tell me how much information you want back from me uh you can uh, you'll hear back from either one either myself or one of my teammates or if you'd like to email me first, uh, click on the contact page or just go to ed Ho- just email me at edhoffman at wccloans.com. Ed WCC uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page, listen to it on demand anytime. You can also get the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can subscribe for free and have it download once a week. And when we upload it to the to that system it'll download on your system and uh then you can listen to it anytime you want be sure to connect with the social with us on social media follow me on twitter at ed hoffman where i uh tweet and rant about things uh that are going on all week long sometimes more than others uh like the show on facebook at facebook.com slash the main event at hoffman so let's talk about what's going on this week we're still talking about comey you know last week we talked about the comey hearing and you know what's funny is uh, a week ago Thursday They had the Comey hearing Where he's sitting before the, the Senate Judiciary Committee On Oversight Or whatever Whatever that committee was Grilling him about um, You know What he said about this And what he said about that And what Trump said to him And who said what And when And uh, During that same time The the Congress was passing Or the, the House of Representatives Passed something called The Consumer Choice Bill Which is uh, Apparently Is some form of Repealing and replacing Dodd Frank, which is a really good thing. It's a really good thing. I haven't read all the details about at what level because Dodd Frank is is like four thousand pages. I only know one guy in the whole world who's read the whole thing, and he's not a congressman or a senator. And uh, and it really tangles up banking and borrowing and all that stuff. And but they pass it. I don't know if it's, it will pass the Senate, um, but. It's good to see that we're trying to repeal some of these regulations that are choking. I understand we need regulations so we don't go through what we went through in uh in 2008 again, but we overshot the we overshot the runway on this one. We went we went way overboard and it's really hurting us. Just kind of like the kind of like the uh the global warming thing. Hey, you know what? Do we do I care about climate change and all that stuff? And I'm not positive that that people cause it. I'm not positive. It really is real. And I know for sure that if China gets to keep, uh, polluting and India needs to keep re- uh, polluting the earth turns and all that pollution mixes with ours. So I don't know that it makes any sense for us to make commitments to cutting, cutting our, uh, our pollution. If everybody else doesn't have to as well, because it's one world. So that's just how I think. That's how I think. So, so, while this stuff was going, while Comey was testifying, nobody even noticed this happened. I'm glad to see something's actually happening. Uh, we'll see if it gets past the Senate. So, uh, but one week later, after he testified before the Senate Intelligence Committee, we're still talking about uh, FBI Director James Comey. Thanks to the reporters at the website Circa News, we know what one source says. About the closed session Comey had with the committee when the cameras left the room. So he had. So if you remember him saying, "Hey, I can't answer that in this in this uh, conference," but at the then the, right after the one that was on TV, they had one that was a uh, classified session where less people were in there and there was no cameras allowed. Um, and of course now now we're dealing with what we're all we're all uh, complaining that. Uh, New York Times or the Post or whoever back east is saying, oh, from a from a reliable source. Now we got a reliable source, but I understand this one's a reliable source can't be named because it was classified. Uh, but apparently, Circa News is 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 uh, not something that would create fake news, allegedly. Okay, or they wouldn't. Supposedly, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. So the biggest revelation from the story is an encounter that Comey had with former Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Remember last week when we learned uh, how Lynch told Comey to change the FBI's investigation of Hillary from an investigation into a matter. Oh, that's, uh, and that's the Hillary Clinton email matter. It's not the investigation. Well, this week we're learning even more according to the source who was briefed on the closed door session. Comey also told, and this is what they told us. Uh, Comey also told, told us, Told Lynch, Comey told Lynch he was concerned she had created a conflict of interest when she had now, when she had the now infamous meeting with Bill Clinton on the airport tarmac in Phoenix, while the investigation into Hillary's emails was ongoing, which we all talked about many times. During this conversation, Comey confronted Lynch with a quote, highly sensitive piece of evidence, which we assume is some kind of document, perhaps an email, that proved Lynch had agreed to put a stop to any prosecution of Hillary Clinton which means she's dirty. Comey said the attorney general looked at the document then looked up with a steely... Wait, hold on. Let me say, Comey said, quote, the attorney general looked at the document then looked up with a steely silence that lasted for some time. Then asked him if he had any other business with her and if not, he should leave her office, said the source, end end quote. Okay, Comey took that interaction took that, quote, took that interaction and the fact that she had met with Bill Clinton as enough reason to decide. He would not allow the Justice Department to decide the fate of the case, which doesn't make any sense because he went along with it and granted her wishes. But, hey, I'll, I'll tell you where this all ties in. That apparently... Is when he decided to go public with his own assessment that the FBI should not charge Hillary Clinton because they cannot prove that he that she had intent to violate the law by sending classified information over her private server, which none of this really makes sense because he did go along with what she said and and didn't go to the prosecutor and then he and this is July 5th of last year, I can remember it well because uh, Don and I were driving our uh, car through uh, Philadelphia and. Uh, and we're listening to it and i was so excited that that uh he was going to burn her and he laid out the case at how she was uh uh what she said careless uh, uh extremely careless it wasn't uh, negligent it was extremely careless if i remember correctly and uh and then he said but i don't know any any uh competent prosecutor that would think there's a case worth filing here and i'm going whoa 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 wait, wait. You just laid out the case of everything she did wrong, and then you said there's nothing to charge her with. So I think that was the beginning of the end for Comey. But uh, So here we got some evidence that Loretta Lynch is dirty, and we got some evidence that Comey is, is two-faced, and he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. And keep in mind, all this happened in the middle of Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Which makes you wonder about the intelligence of Democrats. Wait, is this the kind of person you want to put up there to run for president? You didn't have anybody else? This is the best you had? You couldn't come up with anybody else? I don't know. I think everybody was thinking the same thing. I'm just saying it. When this story broke, President Trump tweeted, well, he was candidate Trump at the time, Attorney General Lynch made the law enforcement decision for political purposes, gave Hillary a free pass and protection, totally illegal. So I agree, totally illegal. And quite frankly, Comey, if he had any spine, remember when he said last week, well, if I was a stronger man, when Trump said this, I would have gone to the Attorney General or to the White House Counsel and said, hey, this is inappropriate discussion. But he didn't. If I was a stronger man, I would have done something like that. Well, if he had any spine at all, he would have stood up at that time and said, wait, 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 wait. We have evidence that Hillary Clinton's breaking the law and we can't just turn our backs. So that's my opinion. So Congressman Peter King from New York raised, raised a great question. So since he's note taking where Comey's, uh, if so, since he's into note taking, which everybody says he's a, he's a, he's a, uh, habitual note taker, uh, where are Comey's memos on this conversation with Loretta Lynch?
0: How does he explain doing such detailed memos, supposedly involving President Trump, uh, when actually there was one 28-second, 28-word conversation we're talking about, and on the other hand, with Loretta Lynch, you had her directly involving herself, interfering with a criminal investigation of Hillary Clinton, and why he kept memos on one hand and didn't on the other.
1: Yeah, keep this in mind, because uh, remember that they're talking about how Trump said that he fired Comey because the recommendation that came down from uh, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein, uh, so that he said that he recommended that he needs to be let go. Everybody else thought it, too. I thought it since July 5th of last year. And then the Democrats got on board on October 27th or October 28th when he said, hey, I got to let everybody know we found some more stuff and we're reopening the investigation. And he's, depending on which way the wind's blowing, he doesn't have any he doesn't have any spine or any uh any character he doesn't have any have any uh he doesn't commit to anything he doesn't have any values doesn't have any code you know what depending on which way the wind blowing who wants to see him fired but you know if you if you don't stand for something you need to get out and so uh so but but keep that in mind because well then Trump said on tweeted that he, he tweeted or made a comment that uh, that he fired him because to because of the Russian investigation. Well, you know, there's probably a lot of reasons he got fired, and he probably needed to get fired, and everybody in the country thinks it until it's inconvenience for them. So now look at so now look at the 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 inconsistency in what Trump says and what and how everything's being taken care of in this country. So keep keep your eyes open. You know, I had a conversation with a uh, a client in my office um, this week and I made it, and we were talking about, I don't know, some, some things, some issues, and we came to a, a little difference of opinion on some historic stuff that's going on, and I said, well, you know, I think you should stop listening to MSNBC so much, and she goes, well, maybe you should stop watching Fox so much. I said, yeah, but I watch Fox and MSNBC. You know, Fox brings on both sides, and which is stupid to me because they bring on Juan Williams and... Bunch of uh, other idiots that you know. Well, they got rid of Bob Beckel and uh, Alan Alan Combs died. So, uh, but they got that Richard Fowler. They got a bunch of idiots on there too. What they bring so they can show both sides. Um, but I look at both sides. I flip over to the other channels and I and I think and I say, Hey, does this make sense to me? You know what I I have I have a brain and I think logically and uh, logically in my mind but I try to weigh it out and not just say hey just cuz Hannity says this this is true just cuz O'Reilly used to say this I'd say I disagree with O'Reilly hey Chris Wallace you know he's he's a he's a famous guy on there on Fox News Sunday and on the debates and he's on there all the time I don't I don't really think I on his side I I think he's a democrat if you want my opinion um I don't just don't but I think So keep this in mind. Keep this in mind. So uh, Attorney General Jeff Sessions testified in a Senate Senate Intelligence Committee hearing on Tuesday. Fighting back against the claims he obstructed justice or had anything to do with the Russian collusion in the election. Remember, Sessions was in the Senate for 20 years. With the people questioning him this week uh, were his colleagues before he was appointed Attorney General. So in his opening remarks, he expressed the outrage that they would accuse him of criminal activity, which I think everybody could understand his feelings.
2: suggestion that i participated in any collusion that i was aware of any collusion with the russian government to hurt this country which i have served with honor for 35 years or to undermine the integrity of our democratic process is an appalling and detestable lie
1: yeah i would uh i would be a little bit i would be a little bit angry it's hard to hard to sound you know when you got that alabama alabama the uh draw on the on your on your on your uh in your accent it's hard to sound really tough you know if they had tillerson in there with his texas his texas the tough guy dude you know it'd be different but you know but i'd be i'd be uh i'd be angry beyond anything that sounds like uh session can can bring out, but yeah, you understand his feelings. Unfortunately, that didn't stop some of his former colleagues from putting on political theater as they took, to turn, as they took turns questioning him, let's start with Ron Wyden. Ron Wyden is—he's uh, a senator from Oregon, you know where they where they've been smoking weed for uh, longer than California people have legally. Uh, he's got an issue that I won't point out, but you'll notice it on your own. But sh- the showboating act put it uh, only made it worse for him. I won't tell you what the what the issue he has, but I'll give you a little hint. A now let's hear Ron Wyden. The American people have had it with stonewalling Americans don't want to hear that
2: answers to relevant questions are privileged and off limits or that they can't be provided in public or that it would be quote inappropriate for witnesses to tell us what they know we are talking about an attack on our democratic institutions and stonewalling of any kind is unacceptable and General Sessions has acknowledged that there is no legal
0: basis for this stonewalling.
1: Yeah, the only thing worse than a, the trying, to, trying to sound tough with a Southern drawl is to do it with, uh, with uh, Ron Wyden's issue. Here's another hint.
0: Wait a minute, sir, I don't think you understand. I'm Horrendo
3: Revolver. I don't understand. Look at, dude, I'm the producer. I understand everything. You don't understand. Here's your part, could I get over there and sing it. Sweet soul sounds are stirring my soul. Well,
0: okay. Sweet soul
3: sounds are stirring my soul. Uh. Yeah, that's great, man. Only let's try it without the
1: slobber this time. You know, listening to uh to Senator Ron Wyden uh, is like listening to my dog Tank if he could talk. You know, hey, my my tongue is six sizes too big for my for my mouth. I can't fit it in, so uh, I don't know how to talk. So, uh, you know, but I'm a, I'm a senator from Oregon. You know what? I can relate to this problem. I had it in third grade. They put me in a little speech therapy for about three weeks, and I got rid of it. So, uh, I don't know. Here's, here's, session, here's, a, here's a, a Sessions' response.
2: Senator Wyden, I uh, am not stonewalling. I am following the historic policies of the Department of Justice. You don't walk into any hearing or committee meeting and re- reveal confidential communications with the president of the United States who's entitled to receive uh, confidential communications in your best judgment about a host of issues uh, uh, and and have to be accused of stonewalling for not answering them. So I, I, I would push back on that. Secondly. Uh, Mr. Comey, perhaps he didn't know, but I basically recused myself the day the first day I got into the office because I never accessed files. I never learned the names of investigators. I never met with them. I never asked for any documentation. The documentation, what little I received, was mostly already in the media and was presented by the senior ethics public responsibility, professional responsibility attorney in the department. General- and I made a honest and proper uh, decision to recuse myself. As I told Senator Feinstein and the members of the committee, I would do uh, when they confirmed me. General Sessions, respectfully, you're not answering the well, question. What is the question? The question <laughs> is, Mr. Comey said that there were matters with respect to the recusal that were problematic and he couldn't talk about them. What are they? Uh, that, why don't you tell me? They are none, Senator Wyden. There are none. I can tell you that for absolute certainty. We can you tell this is a secret innuendo being leaked out there about me and I don't appreciate it. And I've tried to give my best and truthful answers to any committee I've appeared before. And it's really uh, 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 people are are suggesting through innuendo uh, that I have been not honest about matters and I've tried to be honest.
1: Hey, let's go all the way through this section and we'll put that reverse mortgage thing in part two that I talked about. So not surprisingly, another member who put on a show was our own senator, for those of us in California, Kamala Harris. Did you
4: have any communications with Russian officials uh, for any reason during the campaign that have not been disclosed uh, in public or to this committee?
2: Uh, I don't recall it, Uh, but I have to tell you, uh, I cannot testify to what... Was uh, said as we were standing at the Republican Convention before the podium where I spoke. My, my just, question is uh, only as I don't have the detailed memory of that.
4: Okay, and as it I'm relates honestly, to your knowledge. Did you have mind? any communication with any Russian businessmen or any Russian nationals?
2: I don't believe I had any conversation with Russian businessmen or Russian nationals. Are you aware of Although the communications? Although a lot of people were at the convention. It's conceivable that somebody sir, sir, came I up to me. Sir, I have just a few. Well, you let me qualify. It. I, I, if, you, okay. if I don't qualify, it, you'll accuse me of lying. So I need to be correct as best I can. I do want you to be honest. And I'm not able to uh, be rushed this fast. It makes me nervous.
1: In case you were unaware, Kamala Harris wants to be the next Democratic nominee for president. So she uses the committee hearings as opportunities to show her party what a superstar she can be for them. Uh, this exchange between her and Sessions is another example. It started when uh, she asked Sessions about the Justice Department policy he used to refrain from commenting. on I mean, I think this is common sense, but, uh, you know, she's asking him for what is the, the Justice Department policy used to to refrain from commenting on private conversation with the president?
4: You referred to a longstanding DOJ policy. Um, can you tell us what policy it is you're talking about?
1: Well,
2: I think most cabinet people, as the witnesses uh, you had before you earlier, those individuals uh, declined to comment because we're all about conversations with the president. Sir, I'm just asking you about the DOJ policy you referred uh, policy to. Policy that goes beyond just the attorney general. Is that
4: policy in writing somewhere?
2: Uh, I I think so.
4: So, did you not consult it before you came before this committee, knowing we would ask you questions about it? Well,
2: that? we we talked about it. The, the policy is did based. Did you ask
4: that it would be shown to you?
2: The policy is based on the principle that the president, sir, uh, I'm not
4: asking about the principle. I'm well, asking when well, you, I am you, able you would to be asked these the questions question. and you would rely on that policy. Chairman, did you not ask your staff to show you the policy that would be the basis for you refusing to answer the Chairman, majority of questions that have been be asked? A witness be allowed to
0: answer
1: the question. Senators will allow the chair <laughs> to control the hearing. Senator Harris, let him answer. Yeah, you know what? You think uh, Kamala Harris is an attorney? She'd know what the law is. And what? And what is the point of grilling him like that? Kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know, Marilyn Mosby, the Baltimore DA, that uh. Uh, grandstand about when uh, the five officers and filed charges against the five officers when uh, Freddie Gray died in the back of the police van and uh, who are now all filing lawsuits against her civil lawsuits for defamation of character I hope she loses everything she has over that thing so anyway uh, hey I'm out of time for part one of the main event hey if you got, if you got comments about this show or any show call the main event hotline Stay tuned for part two. I'll be right back after five minutes of commercials and traffic and weather. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. Hey, uh, don't forget our main event listener hotline where you can leave a voicemail. Tell me what you think of the show, good or bad. I want to hear it everyone's got a right to listen to my opinion now i want to hear yours 855-640-2092 so just call up leave a message tell me what you're uh what you're thinking uh good or bad and uh i might play it on the show so uh hey just before i get into i don't usually talk about mortgages too much but one of the things that seems to be coming up a lot in the last few weeks is a lot of people because there's a lot of us baby boomers out there so uh a lot of us at getting close to retirement age or at retirement age, um, I think I'm the tail end of the baby boomers and I'm going to be 56 this year. Um, so so the rest of you baby boomers, you're a little older. If you're over 62, a lot of people are are, in, are uh, inquiring about reverse mortgages. And I just want to tell you, so if you listen, ah, Ed Hoffman does reverse mortgages too besides refinances and regular mortgages and purchases and all that stuff, just so you know, because if you call me and say what is what's this reverse mortgage thing the um, reverse mortgage is just a mortgage you're not signing your house to the bank you're just doing a mortgage that does not require payments so if you have if you have uh you're gotten to retirement and you've got debt on your house you don't have to be paid off you just have to have equity so it depend and it's all based on your age and so a lot of people use reverse mortgages just to make their mortgage go away. So hey, I don't have to pay for my mortgage anymore, and as long as and as long as I'm alive living in the house, I get to stay there for free, other than taxes and insurance. And when I, when I die, my kids have a year to either refinance it, and uh, refinance it, pay the mortgage off, pay the reverse mortgage off, or sell it, and they still have all the equity that's in the house. And I'll, although the equity will be going, will the equity will be being uh eaten up a little bit by the payments you're not making but the equity should be building up in your bank account at the same time. So there's really it's really not something that you should be scared of. It's not anything weird, it's a mortgage. So anyway, if you're interested in in that cuz a lot of people have been calling about it lately and uh and I can go over details 855 640 2020. 855-640-2020. Because we're doing a lot, lot, lot more and a lot more interest in that. So uh, we were talking about uh, what's going on this week and we hit on the the session, uh, the the session, the session session, the Jeff session uh, grilling with uh, the idiots uh, Kamala Harris and Ron Wyden. Um, let's continue now. We've got the Robert Mueller issue. We're all supposed to feel great about the appointment of the special counsel, Robert Mueller, who used to be FBI director, um, because supposedly it means a neutral, objective party will investigate the legal issues surrounding the uh, president when it comes to the Russia accusations. But Mueller, but is Mueller really that objective? We're learning more, more and more about this week about Mueller's background, and it turns out that his ties with James Comey run really deep. Mueller uh, worked closely with James Comey for two years in the George W. Bush administration uh, when Mueller was the FBI director and Comey was deputy attorney general. When Mueller's term as FBI director was up in 2013, President Obama plucked Comey from the private sector and appointed him FBI director, so Comey was Mueller's replacement. As it turned out, Mueller's investigation is no longer just about whether people in the Trump team colluded with Russia to interfere with our election. According to reports in the Washington Post and New York Times this week, Mueller is also investigating whether whether President was uh, obstructed justice by firing Comey. So it's it's squirming around, you know. It's what are we? What do we have an independent uh, uh, investigation about? Some conservatives would like to see President fired Mueller, uh, but as Fox Chris Wallace points out, my buddy, uh, to point out to Newt Gingrich, wouldn't that really look like Trump was obstructing justice? Here's Newt's response. First of all, look at what Comey said. Comey said, "I deliberately leaked through an intermediary
0: to get, to create." This council, who happens to be one of his closest friends,
1: then look at who Miller's starting to hire. I mean these are people that frankly look look to me like they're they're setting up to go after Trump, they're, they're, including people, by the way, who have been reprimanded for hiding from the defense information in two major cases. Uh, I think this, this is going to be a witch hunt. I think that Comey
3: himself, by his own testimony, tainted this particular process. You have a director of the FBI deliberately leaking in order to create a special counsel who we're now supposed to believe is going to be
1: this neutral figure. I think that's just nonsense. Yeah, I agree to it. And you know what? I've always... Uh... I've always pretty much agreed with almost everything that Newt Gingrich says because I think he's, I think he's the uh, about the smartest guy in in politics. There, I thought he would have been a great president if we had elected him in 2012. Probably today he still would, but he's, you know, he's he's starting to get old, and uh, and I think that's why he didn't run in 2016. Um, still the smartest guy, smartest guy in in Washington D.C. as far as I'm concerned. Um, and you know what's amazing is we were so like. Uh, you know how old is John McCain when he was running for president? Is he he is he even gonna live through the the eight years in in pres in the in the White House if he if he gets elected? How old was Reagan when he got in there? You know what? Now they're talking about Joe Biden. Joe Biden, I think is uh is seventy four, if I if I remember correctly. So eight, he's going to be almost eighty years old, and they're talking about him running for president. Is that the best you got? I hate to repeat stuff I said in the first half, but is that the best you got? Oh, but now they're grooming Kamala Harris, and she's so smart too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you guys feel, but I think about this stuff, and I think about it. I mean, I listen to it, and then I think about it. Does that make sense to me? That's the trick. That's the trick. And you know what? I was also thinking about what some of the people say. Um when i went on when i went was watching the 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 baseball game on on the congressional baseball game i flipped over to to msnbc one of the things they were talking about they had some lady go wait a minute now trump's bringing up this stuff with hillary you know how come they didn't investigate hillary whoever thought that hillary colluded with the russians on the election you know what people watch this stuff and they go yeah what are they thinking wait think back he's not talking about asking about uh um obstruction of justice because of Hillary with collusion with the Russians they're talking about her her email server and what she did with what she did in the uh in when she was secretary of state to stuff billions of dollars well probably not billions hundreds of millions of dollars into the Clinton administration the Clinton uh, foundation while she's Secretary of State and she's given Russia, the, the, uh, a, a Russian-owned company, access to 20% of all the uranium uh, in our country. Uh, what, what's uranium? Oh, that's the stuff they build nuclear bombs with. I don't know. Do we think we should investigate that? Are people on MSNBC that stupid? Are Democrats, are the majority of the voters in California that stupid? They buy this stuff? Is my sister that stupid in Pennsylvania? Yes. Apparently they are, including my sister in Pennsylvania. So, uh, because she, she bites on this stuff. Oh, wait, but, but Trump is just so dumb. He's suggesting that Hillary colluded with the Russians. No one's even talking about that. (sighs) Wake up folks, wake up folks and think about, and think about this. Think about this. What do you want? You know, those of us i assume that most of most of the people listening to my show are my age or older and maybe some people younger but you know remember we're trying to steer this country for what's best for our kids and our grandkids because this stuff isn't going to be fixed we're not going to pay back 20 trillion dollars and we're not going to fix everything uh in the next in the next eight years we're going to set the we're hopefully going to set the country back on the right track so it can get fixed in the next 10 15 20 30 years so that our so we have a great country for for our kids and our grandkids and our and our great grandkids to prosper what do you want your kids to do do you want your kids to be able to be, to be dependent on everything the government gives them? And when you're gone, they don't know how to, to fend for themselves. You know, when it, when it comes down to it, they're hungry. They don't know how to, how to hunt or fish or, you know, to, to find their way through the dark. Or do you want to have have your kids go through the same test that, that we did when we were young and learn how to work and learn how to solve problems and learn how to uh, create opportunities and to do what America is great for the Democrats apparently don't see clearly on this stuff. Well, you know what? Trump just doesn't care about people. you know what? Trump does care because he's trying to turn this turn this country back into what it what made it great, the place for opportunity, not for security. You just want people to die. You want people to go hungry. You know what? If people go hungry a little bit, they'll learn how to how to find food. I'll, I hate to use use the same same uh, analogies every week but think about you know you go up to mammoth if for those of you that are familiar with mammoth Mammoth mountain in California, there are stickers all over the place. Don't feed our bear our bears because they got a black bear uh, population there that if we feed them they forget how to hunt and they'll starve unless they unless the people keep feeding them. Think about your kids anyway. Hopefully you got got my gist. So uh, let's go to uh, the Alexandria shooting. So there's a uh, Wednesday. The left showed its true colors in its response to the shooting at the congressional baseball practice in Alexandria, Virginia. As you probably know by now, this was a practice for the annual congressional charity baseball game of the Republicans versus Democrats. And this was a Republicans team practice, which we found out later was no accident. Here's what Congressman Jeff Duncan, Republican from South Carolina, told reporters about his interaction with the guy who shot the place up.
2: I was there at baseball practice this morning Uh, I actually left right before the shooting happened um, and had an interaction with uh, who I believe was the shooter based on the profile that I saw on TV Uh, I've given a statement uh, to the Alexandria Police Department uh, this morning uh, after I heard about the shooting they asked me to come down there because I did have an interaction with someone in the parking lot who asked me if the team practicing was a Democrat or Republican team I told him they were Republicans he said okay thanks turned around Uh, I got in the car and Left, find out that my um, Republican colleagues were targeted uh, by an active shooter.
1: Um, you know what I? You know what? I remember being being very uh, anti-Obama when Obama got in there because I didn't believe that Obama understands America. But I don't remember going out and shooting people. Oh yeah, I forgot Republicans didn't because we had to go to work. We did not have jobs. We don't have time to go camp out in our vans, drive halfway across the country, camp out in our vans with our guns and, uh, stock the, stock the, the Congress people and wait for an opportunity to shoot them all up. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it just seems, seems weird that the, the, the Democrats are talking about how terrible we are. And this is what they do is they get out there. They're Hey, you know what? Maybe they should go join ISIS. They should move over there. So the shooter, the shooter at this, uh, that, Decided that, hey, this is a Republican. These are the Republicans practicing. I'm going to shoot the place out. Turns out to be 66-year-old James Hodgkinson of Illinois. Reminds me of Hodgkinson. James Hodgkinson of Illinois. Reminds me of a Winona rider in Mr. Deeds. She's from Wischest- Winchesterton Fieldville. Okay, so uh, so anyway. Uh, James Hodgkinson was fought off by the Capitol Police died in the firefight the only member of congress to take a bullet was house majority whip steve scalise which apparently is uh different than the the house majority leader which is kevin mccarthy apparently the whip is the guy that that goes out and stirs stirs stuff up when they need to get some uh this is how i understand it he's the guy that goes out and stirs up support when they need to get everybody on the same team and maybe he's uh, another form of team. One's a team captain. One's the general manager of the majority. One's the the coach. Uh, I don't quite understand all that stuff. But uh, so, but Steve Scalise uh, took a bullet in the hip, along with two congressional aides and two Capitol police officers who were also shot. But things could have been much worse, considering there were roughly two dozen people at the field. Here's how Rand Paul described the incident:
2: At this point, the gunman's reloading. There's probably been 50 or 60 shots. It, it We can't really see him that well, but my gut feeling was I've got to stay, I've got to decide to stay or run. And at this point, I think he's advancing towards us. People are moving behind different buildings. There are, most everybody's closer to the gunman than, than I am. I'm at a distant right. point. But the staffer that made it over the fence, we were trying to decide to stay or go. And at this point, you know, the, the Capitol Police began returning fire. I do believe that without the Capitol Hill Police, uh, it would have been a massacre.
1: Yeah, so uh, remember, you know, the only thing that stopped a bad guy with a gun was good guys with guns. That seems to be a common You know, the Democrats can tell you that capitalism doesn't work, trickle-down economics doesn't work, cutting taxes, cutting taxes to the rich people that, create jobs and create more job, more prosperity for the whole country and more tax dollars. That doesn't work. And uh, that uh, letting people uh, have guns to defend themselves, that doesn't work. But apparently it seems to keep on the, the law of gravity and the law of, uh, of, of uh, good guys with guns beats bad guys with guns. It keeps getting reproven time after time, after time. How did the left spin this horrific event? where crazed gunmen attempted to kill numerous members of Congress? Well, since the shooter targeted Republican congressmen, they can't blame President Trump or Fox News or talk radio. The only way they can frame this to make it about uh, is to make it about gun violence. And for one Democrat, that kind of backfired uh, big time. Listen to what Virginia governor and best friend of the Clintons, Terry McAuliffe, told reporters within hours of the attack.
0: I'm not going to get anywhere near the investigation. The FBI is leading this, but this obviously with 93 million people a day, it's just something. Um, sure, just checking, 93 out. million is a big number. Did you mean to say 93 million? That's a big number. Are you sure about 93 million, 93 individuals a day. Yeah,
1: 93, 93 million. It's tomato, tomato, potato, potato. What's the difference? I don't know. 93 people a day being killed by gun violence because uh, the gun shot them. Yeah, there was a there was a, a semi-automatic rifle. Apparently, I think it was an AR-15. It could be wrong, but I thought I heard somebody say it was an AR-15. Um, but, you know, it just shot itself. I know that my AR-15 in my gun safe. It hasn't shot anybody. It's been in there since the last time I shot it, which is, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. It hasn't shot anybody. No matter what happens, it sits there and behaves itself. But let's let's look at who uh, who James Hodgkinson, the gunman who really is the the blame. But let's see who he was. We now know he's been in trouble with the law several times before for violence against his family and neighbors, and according to his own social media, Hodgkins was a Bernie Sanders supporter who volunteered for the Sanders presidential campaign. He's a big-time fan of MSNBC, specifically Rachel Maddow. Apparently nobody told him that she's a lesbian. Uh, I don't know. He's a big fan of hers. Uh, a, A fan of every liberal news comedy show you can think of, The Daily Show, The Nightly Show, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, and Real Time with Bill Maher. We're also hearing the shooter's own words about his beliefs thanks to his 2011 interview he did with the local station during the Occupy Wall Street protests.
3: The 99% are getting pushed around, and and the 1% are just not giving a damn.
1: Yeah, apparently apparently, part of the 99% was shooting at the people that don't give a damn. I don't know. Uh, I guess we're getting pushed around. We're getting shot at. So as the media blamed Bernie Sanders, Rachel Maddow, or the... Hosts of any of these TV shows, have they blamed the Occupy movement, which has now morphed into the Resist, resist movement? Of course not. However, there was one ironic exchange between uh, George Stephanopoulos and Brian Ross on ABC after uh, one of their reporters revealed that the shooter had made anti-Trump Facebook posts. Let's listen. Let's listen.
2: We are learning more about the shooter. Our chief investigative correspondent, Brian
3: Ross, here with new details. Good morning, Brian. Well, good morning, George. The picture emerging this morning of the shooter is that of a 66-year-old man whose life was marked by failure and personal tragedy, outraged by the election of President Trump and a Republican Congress. As federal agents rushed to his home in Belleville, Illinois, his neighbors say James Hutchinson, known to them as Tom, was an angry man who vented about politics as his life fell apart, appearing on the local Fox affiliate during an Occupy Wall Street protest in St. Louis. The 99% are getting pushed around and And the 1% are just not giving a damn. In last year's election, Hutchinson actively supported Senator Bernie Sanders, serving as a volunteer in the Iowa primary to the senator's disgust.
2: I am sickened by this despicable act.
3: Authorities still don't know what triggered his rampage at the baseball field. Two years ago on his Facebook page, Hodgkinson commented on an editorial cartoon critical of Congressman Steve Scalise. Here's a Republican that should lose his job. Then on March 22nd this year, Hodgkinson wrote, Trump is a traitor. Trump has destroyed our democracy. It's time to destroy Trump and company.
1: Yeah, you know what? uh, Trump is destroying our democracy. You know, it killed the probably killed Stephanopoulos and uh, and Brian Ross to have to. To report on this because you know they have to say, hey he's one of the guys on our side and he went out, went crazy and started shooting people you know if, if you think about if you think about it back in 2012 when uh, the Batman shooter Jim Holmes uh, Stephanopoulos and Brian Ross jumped to a false conclusion about uh, aurora about the Aurora Colorado movie theater shooter, let's hear what they did back in 2012.
2: I want to go to Brian Ross here, because Brian, you've been looking at investigating the background of Jim Holmes, and you found something that might be significant.
1: There is a Jim Holmes of Aurora,
3: Colorado, uh, page uh, on the Colorado Tea Party site as well, talking about him joining the Tea Party uh, last year. Now we don't know if this is the same Jim Holmes, but it's uh, Jim
1: Holmes of Aurora. Wait, isn't this how the? Isn't this how they how they jump to conclusions? You know, it, Jim Holmes. There's probably only one Jim Holmes, and if you search him. On Facebook there's probably about 5000 of them with Facebook pages and one of them was a tea party guy. Let's jump to the conclusion and say this guy was a tea party. It's one of them crazy Republicans that's shooting the place up. Guess what? Crazy Republicans don't shoot the place up. It's crazy Democrats because they they're, they're they've been wronged. Just amazing. Just amazing to me. So uh then we got then we come to the uh Come to the, uh, to Nancy Pelosi. It's funny. It's funny how, how, uh, two-faced this lady is, you know, on the, on the morning of the shooting, um, Paul Ryan made a, made a a speech from the, uh, from the house of representatives about, Hey, let's stop being partisan and let's, you know, this is all one. This is, this guy's part of our family. It could be any of us and blah, blah, blah. and, And, uh, Nancy Pelosi came on as the head of the minority and said you know hey for the first time I'm you know his uh, Paul Ryan's uh, comments reflect mine and let me just play a little part of her little speech at how what a good-hearted person she is
5: you may not know this my colleagues but every time I pray which is very frequently and certainly every Sunday I pray for all of you all of you together in the earlier years, I used to pray for your happiness, uh, for the fact that we would, working together, heed the words of President Kennedy in the closing of his his inaugural address when he, when he said, "May God's God's work must truly be our own." How do we view what God's will is for us? How do we come together to give confidence to the American people that, as our founders intended? We would have our disagreements, and we would debate them, and we would have confidence in our beliefs and humility to listen to others.
1: Yeah, and that, that, uh, that good feeling about you know being godly and you know what would, what would Jesus do? What would you know what, what, is the, what does God want us to do? Um, that lasted about 24 hours, and then she had a press conference 24 hours later. This course in political behavior you see this as uh equally afflicting
2: the left and the right and i do not and on whose
5: burden is it to um, address this and change it it didn't used to be this way somewhere in the 90s republicans decided on a, a politics of personal destruction as they went after the clintons and that is the provenance of it and that's what has continued
1: Yep, give it about 24 hours, and then we start blaming it on the Republicans. Their politics of personal destruction. When they decided to go after the the president who embarrassed our country by uh, by lying about his affair with Monica Lewinsky, who uh, who who says says a few things. Number one, it says, "Hey, you you made a commitment to your wife. Does that mean anything to you?" Number two, you know, this person's working as a as a uh, as an intern in the White House, trying to just Serve, her, serve the country and do it you know get her foot in the door in Washington D.C. did you have to take advantage of someone and then he lied about it several times and oh after Hillary Clinton went on TV and attacked Monica Lewinsky as well um, so you know what uh, so it's the Republicans that, that are on the on the course of political personal destruction or personal uh, I don't know what what she said it was I just you know what it just made me mad Made me mad. It should make you mad about how two-faced the Democrats are. And use your brain. Listen to both sides. Listen to what they say. Listen to what we say. Listen to what does it make sense for America? We're not here to hey, what's going to solve our problem today? The whole idea of the of the government is to steer our country in the right direction, or to just get out of the way, steer, put put in place an environment where we can prosper as what we've done in the last 240 years in this country and get it back on the right spot. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this, uh, this episode of the main event. Hey, if you, got, if you got comments about this show or any show, call the main event hotline, 855-640-2092. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I'll be back again with you next week.